0: Hey everyone, welcome to the bum cast on this Bears backdoor victory Monday. I am your host, HBIC, the head bum in charge, along with baloney and back from assignment, the Southside Bum. Guys, uh oh my god, we just we just stopped watching that Bears game. Bears are backdooring themselves in the playoffs thanks to the Rams. But as I just tweeted out maybe you know, a half hour ago, I, I don't think they deserve it, just the way they played against the Packers. I mean they're in the playoffs, yay, woohoo! But that game just left a such a bad taste in my mouth. Like, I'm not excited for next week at all.
1: All right, I got a couple of things to say. Yes, they probably don't deserve it. Any other year, they wouldn't be in the playoffs. They'd be two games behind the playoff chase. COVID kind of let them in because they expanded the playoffs this year. I'm not going to apologize though. This is the first time we made the playoffs. And who knows how long, it's the the fifth time in 25 years we made the playoffs. So, yes, maybe it derails the fire everyone's train. Maybe we don't deserve it. Maybe they, sh- like, obviously, Mitch isn't a starting quarterback in, in, in for a real playoff team, but we're in the playoffs. So I'm not going to apologize, and I'm looking forward to next weekend because I honestly, in my heart of hearts, think there's a slight possibility we could beat the Saints. Uh, maybe if Camara's still on COVID. You never know. <laughs> you never know in this league. If we get the, if we get the Saturday slot, that means Kamara doesn't get the extra day. And from what everything I was reading was if they play on Saturday, there's a chance Kamara doesn't play. So you never know. I'm just saying.
0: You know, I, I was last week drinking the Kool-Aid and it made me. I was like, okay, fine. You know, we got a chance. You know, if we beat the Packers, we're in. It's probably that's probably wasn't going to happen, which it didn't. But with the Rams, you know, having to beat the the Cardinals, I felt really good about it. And if the Bears just, you know, score touchdowns in the end zone and, you know, maybe lost by a field goal, I could you know, take this better and, you know, have, it be an easier pill to swallow than just having us, you know, get our asses, you know, handed to us once again by the Packers and Mitch not be able to convert anything in the red zone. It, it just, it just demoralized me and deflated me. Like, even though we went to the playoffs, like this is what we have to look forward to against good teams. And, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll be, I'll be rooting. I'll, I'll suck it up. I'll put my, you know, big boy pants on and cheer them on, you know, have my jerseys rolling next week. But I mean, saints are one of the, you know, best offensive teams in the league. So I don't know what's going to happen with, with that, but you know, you said anything can happen any given Sunday, but I'm just, uh, I I don't know. I'm just uh, not looking forward. I'm not as excited as I should be. I should say.
1: Boo. I said it on Twitter. This guy stinks. <laughs> I'm, I'm all excited. yes, it was a backdoor. It was a backdoor cover into the playoffs. And, and obviously it's not the greatest performance, but I'm still excited. I can't, but help, it, I can't it, help myself.
0: It took a Kyle Murray leg injury to get us in the playoffs too.
1: So yeah, Shout out to Rams. <laughs> LA Rams sports bums over here. We're, 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 we're the Rams biggest fans. Um, yeah, obviously, it's not the way you want to get into the playoffs. We're we're, we're not. It wasn't a good showing again against a good team, but um, it was it was kind of a a tale of two or four quarters. The first and third quarter, I thought they played as about as well as they could have they could have played. Um, that first quarter, especially after that open opening kickoff debacle, that was a that was a nervous start to the game, but um, but they scored. Montgomery got hurt. He comes back, scores a touchdown, and then the pack answers 7-7. Um, that first quarter was about as well as they could have played. And for the most part, they had what we had as our keys to victory was the time of possession. That third quarter, Rodgers, for the most part, was not on the field. And I was like, they're doing things correctly. And then the second and fourth quarter are just completely opposites where it seems like Chuck, Chuck Pagano has never seen – has never seen Aaron Rodgers play and doesn't realize that the Tampa two never works against Aaron Rodgers, and that that first touchdown where it was just shades of Adam Archuleta and Chris Conti all over again, um, I, that was that triggered me. It, it was one. It was maddening. But yeah, I mean, obviously, I've got I've got in my notes I've got things that were well, that things that went well. Mooney, awesome again. He showed up. Roquan being hurt, not, no good. So, I mean, there's good and bad, but like I said, I think I'm still more positive than negative that uh, that we made the playoffs. Johnny. Well,
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I told you guys from the get go, like I wanted them to prove these past three games that they were, it was in a fluke that, you know, they were turning the corner around. Um, Trubisky was playing his, his best, um, his his best tender of 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 his career with the with the way he was throwing touchdowns and his his passer rating and all that and um. I mean I don't know I mean it, it is it a bad a play calling Yeah I mean there was a lot of bad play calling, uh you know. I don't know I don't know if there was a reason why they weren't throwing to Alan Robinson um but they were not going to that point. Um, I think it probably may have been an incentive type, type of deal going on with that. Um, But I'm not, I'm not, I mean, I'm always happy that the bears are in the playoffs. I mean, it's great and all that. Am I very optimistic? Am I very positive about it? No, if I'm going to be perfectly honest, um, I'm going to be realistic. I, I don't, I don't see them winning at all. Um, it's, I mean, they snuck in, but I mean, against the saints, regardless if Kamara's not playing or not, um, they still got a lot of weapons. I I just, I just think that, you know, they're just still going to get beat. Uh, I hope I'm wrong. Like I've always said this, like I was hope I was wrong against when, you know, they, they played the Packers, but. I just, I just don't have the optimism that you do. I mean, it's good. And and there's a lot of bears fans who are like that, who are very positive who are very like, you know, I'm glad that regardless of however they snuck into the playoffs that they're in, that, you know, we don't get those chances, which is great. I mean, but if I'm going to be realistic over here, I just don't have that, that, that positivity as far as them, them winning. I mean, you're right. Anything can happen. And that's one thing that, you know, when you get into the playoffs, anything can happen. So but as far as a realistic type of deal where I'm just like, you know, do I, them having a chance to win? I don't. And I, I hate to say it cause I'm, I, I, I'm a huge Bears fan at heart and I don't want to say that, I don't want anybody thinking that, you know, I'm like rooting against them or I, I just don't have that, you know, it, it's just, I, I just, I'm realistic right here. So.
1: Yeah. I mean, the way I see it, we've been shitting on them for two months and obviously rightfully so, but at this point, nothing's going to change. Right. We've been harkened to fire Nagy, fire Pagano, fire Pace, and if nothing is gonna happen, we might. I might as hell. I might as well have one more game to look forward to, you know, because at this point, it looks like everyone's coming back, maybe Mitch included. So if that's the case, and we're gonna have another season full of misery, I might as well have a, a playoff game to look forward to. Um, I'm glad you mentioned um, A Rod um, not getting the ball. Um, as much as Mitch, I mean, Mitch had a mediocre game. A lot of it, I think, had to do with Nagy just not trusting him. Um, the game planning they did, obviously, it was it was different against the the Texans, Jaguars, and, and and Vikings, but it you could tell that the play calling switched against the Packers. To and and we said that we wanted more of a run and. and and maybe like ball protect game, but you got to take shots down the field eventually. And it seemed like they just didn't want to try that at all. So I don't know if that was on Mitch being hesitant or Nagy, not trusting him, but obviously the offensive play calling didn't look the same as it did for the last uh, three to four games.
0: Yeah. And that's, you know, like when you were saying like, you're optimistic, which is, which is good, you know, and you get one more game, But again, one more game gives us a lower pick in the draft. And right now, I'm just trying to build for the future, look towards the future, and say we might not have a you know a good quarterback next year. So we're gonna need high draft picks here. And if that 16, 17 pick now becomes 19, 20, yeah, that doesn't doesn't matter to
1: me, dude. That honestly, you think that matters from 16 to 20 with Ryan Pace drafting? I don't think that matters. That's, that's what I'm saying <laughs> at, at this point we're in it, you know, we're stuck with these motherfuckers. So I, that's what I'm saying in my head. I'm like, you know what? I'm tired of being miserable for forever. Basically. I might as well have one more, <laughs> one more game to look forward to, especially with the Blackhawk season coming up and the bowl season coming up. This might be the last meaningful game we have until baseball. True. So I might as well get amped up for it and I might as well get pumped up for it obviously in my head, especially as, as a Chicago sports fan, I know the possibility we might get blown out by the saints and, and it's a good possibility. We get blown out by the saints, but in my head, at least for the next couple hours, I'm pumped that the bears are in the playoffs.
2: But yeah, I think good. that's one of the things that I'm, I'm, I'm going to like how you were mentioning that, you know, you know, I'm going to be miserable. Like you, you know, it's just, or you're, I'm sorry, you're tired of being miserable. But and and you're right. Like we all know that you know Nagy's coming back. They already said he's coming back. They haven't mentioned anything about pace. All they just said yeah. was about Nagy. So that's kind of interesting. So gotta keep an eye on that. Um, and I don't know if anybody's gonna be a scapegoat even after the end of the season because obviously somebody's gonna be a scapegoat. Hopefully it's Bagano because I'm tired of his play calling. So, um, but I, I think even just like okay, yeah, you you have that hope. Like you know, let's just get in the playoffs and all that. But it's just like in the back of your head. Yeah, we got this shit next year too. Like, th- I think that's the thing that like you got to think of as far as Bears fans. Like, we're gonna go through the exact same thing over again. Uh, I will say one thing as a, as far as um, I, I want to give a quick shout out to uh, for Mooney. Mooney played a hell of a game today, especially that that bomb that Trubisky threw. He, he had a hell of a game, so I'm, I'm very excited for Mooney. Um, but I mean, I'm just. I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be positive. I'm trying to be so happy about this, the Bears going to playoffs. And I was. When I was a younger kid and every time the Bears were sneaking the playoffs, I knew they didn't have a shot, but I was still so optimistic. I was so happy. I was just I was just glad that they were in there. And now as, as I grow up and I just see the way that the Bears are, that misery is still going to continue going on, regardless of whatever they do in these playoffs. You're not going to get through to the Packers. The Packers right now are on a whole different level. So you're not going to go anywhere, regardless if you beat the Saints. Okay, you move on to that point. You ain't gonna go anywhere against the Packers. That Packers team, and even then, let's just say for, for one hell of a shot that they're gonna they would go to the Super Bowl, which is not gonna happen. But if they do, that would be insane. There's a lot more other teams out there. There's a lot of other teams that didn't even make it, like the dolphins were 10 and 6 and they didn't even make the playoffs, <laughs> you know. I mean, but then again, you could say the thing about the, the East where that's a disaster, but um yeah, I mean I'm trying to be positive too, dude. I mean, I, I love the Bears to death. But it's just—it's so hard. It's so hard, especially being a Bears fan.
0: So, and I think that uh, Chuck sh- or Chuck Pagano should definitely send a bottle of Ace of Spades to the whole L.A. Rams locker room tomorrow because they just saved his ass from getting fired tomorrow. Um, I mean the the way that he was trying to, like you said earlier, Peter, like you know, trying to use Tampa two and doing bad timing blitzes and just letting Rodgers throw those, I mean, and God, and we just got lucky that, you know, Scant has like dropped that other long touchdown pass, but he, w- I, I feel like he would have definitely been the scapegoat, you know, come black Monday and he, 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 he got, he, you know, got reprived for another week. So he should definitely thank his lucky stars for the Rams on that one. Um, and the next, the big question going into next week as well is the health conditions of Mooney and Roquan because they definitely took some hard shots, so um, I just saw a tweet that they're gonna know more about Roquan within the next twenty four to forty eight hours. So you know, hopefully he doesn't too serious and he can play. But if the Bears do get that Saturday game, that kind of puts his status more in doubt. So yeah, that's gonna be a tougher hill for the bears to climb on on Saturday,
1: yeah, realistically, um they need roquan they they need him bad and and Mooney, too, because Mooney. Um, Mooney showed up again today. He's been awesome all season long, but he showed up, um, when they needed the most and yeah, they lost what 35, 16, but it was no fault of Mooney's. Um, I'm glad you mentioned Chuck, Chuck Pagano again. We're going to keep harking on back on them. Um, Daryl Johnson. I mean, for, for all the shit that we give, um, sports announcers, you know, like Joe Buck and, 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 and Collinsworth and all that Daryl Johnson was pretty critical of the bears defense and Chuck Pagano today. He kept yeah. talking about how he kept leaving that middle of the field open and he kept putting linebackers on wide receivers. And I, and yeah, man, Chuck Pagano, we keep saying it, he just can't game plan against the Packers, even though you play him twice a year and, and you've seen Rodgers, what now he's 21 and, and five in, in his career against the bears. You have to do something different than Tampa too, which was, I mean, he saw that how many times against uh lovey it's like, maybe try something else or maybe game plan against, some try something different like we said last week and obviously the injuries doesn't doesn't help you know having Johnson hurt and having on hurt doesn't help but that's regardless and well, it's Chuck Pagano's job to make this defense show up and, and they didn't that that's what I was just about
0: to say was like you can see how exposed the bear secondary was without Johnson and Buster you know not playing today they they got severely beat in the slot you know, and trying to, like you said, trying to put a linebacker to cover wide receivers, they were just getting exposed yeah. left and right all
1: today. Especially with a quarterback like Rogers, he's going to see that at the line of scrimmage, yeah. you know, he's going to see that right away.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm going to read you guys a tweet right now that just came out from uh, Larry Mayer, you know, during the, the Nagy press conference. and I want to get your take on this. Cause this seems kind of pure, like a Nagy esque, you know, kind of common post game. Here, here it is. Um, it's okay to feel like crap right now, but no one is going to take away what these players did the last three weeks to put us in position to make the playoffs. We got to lock in and get ready for the saints. We're in it and anything can happen. So I guess, you know, Nagy saying that it's okay to feel like crap uh, kind of <laughs> rings true to a lot of bears fans out there right now.
1: Yeah. I mean, obviously, especially if you're Nagy and the players, you just got to dust yourself off and get ready for next week. Like, it sucks. You lost again against your division rival. But no one's going to feel sorry for you, especially when you lose like this, you know? And and, and I'm talking about across the board. No one's going to feel sorry for you. And I got something to say about Cole Komet. He had the best game of his career probably today, and he still fumbled. But if that Cole Komet shows up next week, that might help us as well because he actually showed up and played meaningful, meaningful football. So even though he had that fumble and it it was a costly fumble at the time because, uh, they, they, the, the Packers scored points off of it. Um, he had a good game and this was the first game where I thought like, whoa, he's actually playing professional football. Um, yeah. So I want to, I want to go back to something we talked about in the podcast, you know, last
0: week. And that was the fact that we talked about how, if Mitch has to throw this ball 40, 50 times, that the bears were going to be in trouble. That we had to limit Aaron Rodgers' you know presence on the field. We had to run the ball, you know, more efficiently. Don't get away, don't be predictable on offense. Aaron Rodgers only threw the ball nine 24 times um for 240 yards and and made four touchdowns worth out of it for 10 yards average. Mitch threw the ball 42 fucking times today. Yeah. Now I I know that they were behind a lot, but what did we say? If he's throwing it 40, 50 times, the Bears are in trouble. They're going to lose. He completed 33 passes. And out of those 42, he only threw for 252 yards, six yards per care per pass. So, I mean, that's just, that's, that's not good. That's not a recipe for winning when you're throwing the ball six yards. Like I was, I tweeted that I was so sick of watching him doing these swing passes, you know, that were going for three, four yards to Mooney and to Montgomery there. They didn't, they, it took, what was it? I think it was a third quarter before Robinson got his first catch they did, yeah. they did not challenge those, the linebackers or the safeties in the middle. And that's, that's not going to get you a, a win against the Packers, especially when you keep on bringing the ball to the red zone and you're kicking field goals.
1: Well, that's a, that's a main thing is if, if, if Rogers is being so efficient that he had 24 throws and four touchdowns. And, and I mean, obviously he's the MVP. He's the, he's going to be the MVP of the, of the league. But if he's being that efficient, you can't keep trading field goals for touchdowns. Like that's just not a recipe for, for success. Um, but they did do a good job up until the third quarter. Um, I was looking at the time of possession at the end of the game. The, ball, the Bears had the ball for 35 minutes, 29 seconds. The Packers only had the ball for 24 minutes, 30 seconds. The problem is, is obviously you got Aaron Rodgers on the other side. He only needs 24 minutes to slice <laughs> you up like Swiss cheese. So it's, it's, they did things correctly. They just didn't play a flawless game. The three, the three interceptions dropped were huge. And obviously you can't count on, on turnovers against Aaron Rodgers, but when they come, you have to take advantage because he doesn't give you those chances often. And, and those interceptions were brutal or the lack of interceptions were brutal, but yeah, man, they, I mean, they did some things right. A, a lot of this game was played about as good as, as we could have asked. But it still ended up being a, a, a what, two-score loss, three-score loss almost.
2: I'll throw another thing as well, too, just to piggyback is their aggressiveness on fourth down. Um, I wouldn't thought that they, they would have... The Bears are not known for converting anything in fourth down, and they did it four times in a row. Obviously, they had a very questionable fifth time when they, they were trying to do it, but... Um, a lot of aggressiveness. Yeah. The, 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 first three quarters, they were, they had a game plan and they were sticking to it. Um, and they made things close, but yeah, like how Peter said at the end, it just, it just wasn't enough. So.
0: And, you know, they were going for it on a fourth down, but then they had that one, it was like fourth and goal from like the three or four or something. And they didn't even try it. They just went for the field goal. And like, that's that, those are decisions where you you can't be conservative in games like that because field goals will not beat Rodgers. I'd rather have him go for it and miss it than just put three points on the board, because we all know as bears fans, three points does not beat
1: Rodgers. Yeah. And I'm glad you mentioned that. So uh, up until the third quarter, they were four for four on, on, on fourth down plays. And two of them were quarterback sneaks with Mitch and the other two were were with runs with uh, Montgomery. And in the fourth quarter, it was fourth and one on their own 24th. They did shotgun with Mitch and he basically only had one throw and it was an incomplete, it, it was an incomplete pass. And the drive stalled. Like those are the kind of things where it's like you, 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 whether it's Bill laser or Matt Nagy, they got too cute. If, if Montgomery's running the ball and getting first downs and, and the quarterback sneaks is working, do it again, do it, un- do it until they could yep. stop it. Exactly. And you just outsmart yourself and and the drive it's, stalled and that was basically the ball game.
0: It's it's the the whole thing we, we say we've been saying for the past 2 years about Neggie, he's getting too cute for his own good. You yeah. know, and he he should have just tried to go for and fourth down and if 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 doesn't if it doesn't convert, then you got the Packers deep in their own territory, backed up on their own goal line, and that's when you have your defense put the pressure on then. You let 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 Rodgers beat you from like his 4-yard line. And instead of giving him, you know, a fresh set of, like the ball at you know twenty or even potentially you know further in, so I, I think that's in big games. Nagy doesn't like to be aggressive; he gets too conservative. I think, and if if we're gonna be facing the Saints next week, the conservative playbook needs to go out the window. We he needs he needs to and now I will say that Mitch's not great at throwing those balls more than 10 yards. Um I saw a graphic and I can't remember the exact stats, but it was Mitch's passes, you know, um, under and over 10 yards. And I think it was like a 60% completion rate in rating over 10 or QB, or QB rating over of 60. It was something that, that along those lines, and I'll have to look up that number before the saints game. But that's the thing we've been saying for years is, Mitch does not throw a deep ball. Good. He's good with checkdowns. He's good short passes, you know, across the, across the middle, but you know, you try to challenge the corners or, you know, challenge the safeties. He's, he's not that great at it. So I think that if they're going to have any chance to beat the saints, let's, let's not get conservative. Let's try to, you know, push it a little bit towards the middle and, more than 10 yards it doesn't have to be bombs you know them to be 20 or 30 yard bombs but at least let's try to get those 9 10 yard routes across the middle
1: the one thing I will say obviously Rodgers, he's our boogeyman I, I I tell it to my cousin he's our kukui he's he's our bad guy he's the guy that haunts us in our in our dreams um we have relatively good history against the saints especially in playoffs and in meaningful games even last even this season um we lost to the saints in overtime but that was a pretty close game it was 26 23 and that was with drew Brees playing it it wasn't while he was hurt and that was false too exactly so obviously we have to play better every across the board mitch has to play better pagano has to call a better defense naggy and laser have to call a better offense and obviously if 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 roquan's hurt that's going to be a huge loss but i still don't think this saints team is as good as the as the packers and i don't think they have our number the way the packers do nope. like i i really do think rogers could beat us with his eyes closed he knows us inside and out and and it's obvious. Like, what did I say before? He was he's twenty one and five now. Yeah. Overall against the Bears, I think we have a better chance against the Saints. That being said, um, if Roquan's hurt, we're, we might be in trouble. Well, he,
0: he's been seen at Tampa too since the Lovey era. So I mean, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that he's just oh here it is again. I know exactly where my guy is going to be. Um, David Montgomery ran only twenty two. Had only had twenty two carries. I feel like that wasn't enough to. To put the yeah, more pressure you know on the Packers. Last, I feel like they last took...
1: week, last week on the podcast, I said let him run twenty to twenty-five times. Now looking back, it it probably should have been closer to twenty-five to thirty times, because um obviously he got hurt in the in the beginning of the game, and that was kind of scary. But but the and we owned the time of possession. But yeah, anytime you could have more Montgomery, I'm not going to say no to it. So.
0: He did. He did have nine catches. So, I mean, that's kind of indicative to his, his catching ability. If they actually let him, you know, catch something in the flat and try try to create space. So, I mean, him touching the ball, what is that? uh, 31 times for the game. I mean, that's, that's good. That's what you, that's what you want, but you need more. He only had out of this 22 carries. He only had 69 yards. And, you know, when you have 3.1 yards per carry, that pretty much means that the Packers weren't, scared of Mitch at all. Cause they knew he was doing little dinky doink passes, you know, yeah. on the like I was saying, swing out, doing swing passes for those three, four yards. And they were just eating them up as soon as they, as soon as he, they caught them. So they, they, as soon as Montgomery, after that first drive, they just bottled up Montgomery. Then they knew what, what Mitch was going to do. And like I said, in the last podcast, we have to not be predictable if we want to beat the Packers. And sure enough, we became predictable. Yeah,
1: I will say if I'm being glass half full baloney, which I seems like uh, I am being in the in this, especially in this podcast, Alan Robinson should be fresh for next week, because he really didn't do much this week should be fresh and healthy. He had two receptions for 37 yards. And like you said, your fir- his first catch wasn't until the fourth quarter. Um, he should be fresh and ready to go to attack those uh, those Saints cornerbacks next week.
0: Do you guys have any other final Bears thoughts before we move on here?
1: Um, we well, the one the thing. Absorption? Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. You go, John. I'm just saying,
2: are we just on the assumption that Nagy's calling the plays again?
1: Yeah, it seems that way. I mean, I, we talked about it last week with that um, that goal line sweep with, sweep with Cole Um, uh, It just smells like Nagy has his hands in the offense, even since last week, and now this week especially. I don't know if it's 50 50 or or even if they're saying Lazer's is calling the plays, but Nagy is. It seems like he Nagy is holding that play car, card card and covering his face a lot more than than at the beginning of the se- or in the middle of the season when Lazer was calling the plays. Um, so yeah, I'm assuming that Matt Nagy is calling the play calling, um, and obviously, it's not a good thing. But what it is, it is what it is. Yeah, the there
0: was a tweet this morning from Ian Rappaport saying that Nagy was taking more interest in play calling again, which i saw that and i was like god damn it like that's the one thing that we tried to get away from was the cute you know predictable shit and if he's taking a more of an interest in telling laser what the call or i don't know how that dynamic route would work at that point but just give it to laser and let's roll the dice and see who we can get because i I've, I've seen enough of Nagy. uh all right, guys, we're going to move the last on. Thing I'll,
1: the last thing I'll say about the Bears, and it's because they're in the playoffs, and I've, I've been nervous looking forward to this Packers game, and I'm going to be nervous for another week. I'm, I have to take it easy. These motherfuckers are making me, like, break out and shit. I, I, I looked at myself in the mirror. I've got, like, fucking pimples. I look like that fucking greasy, <laughs> that greasy kid from the Simpsons. <laughs> you know, I like I, i'm i know it's stress induced and it's all because of the bears so matt Nagy, bill laser chuck pagano fuck you guys you're making me look bad
0: oh <laughs> uh, yeah i hear you on that so we had a new year's eve day was some good old college football bowl games um before we go on to the the big boys in the college football playoffs you know shout out to northwestern for winning the citrus bowl they uh, yeah, they took it to, they took it to Auburn even though Auburn they, is was down here but yeah that was that was great to see Northwestern 14th ranked North Northwestern win the Citrus Bowl that was a good uh, noon game way to kick kick off your New Year's Day if you're uh, hungover drinking a Bloody or a Mitchy uh, mm-hmm. that was that was nice to to see Northwestern a little dicey there in the beginning but they pulled they pulled out and took the took took care of business but to the to the playoff scenario. Fuck Alabama. Oh my God. Fucking I don't... guys! And it, it, they won, they won, but only, only winning by what is that? 17 points and against Notre Dame, letting them backdoor cover fuck Alabama. They ruined my parlay. I had a nice little parlay going with Alabama and Clemson um, and Ohio state. But yeah, that uh, I, I think right now, I kind of see Ohio State as the favorites to win.
1: I don't think so. No. Uh, w- w- obviously, they look awesome, and they've only played, what, now six, seven games in the whole season. So the one thing I will say is, like, Alabama doesn't have enough – doesn't have a lot of film to study them because they've played such a short season. But I still think Alabama is the team to beat. Um, obviously, they didn't cover against Notre Dame, and that killed me. I've been talking about Alabama killing – Notre Dame forever and I thought they were going to win by more than 20 and everything so that everybody. hurt. I know that hurt I, I was very <laughs> upset about that but I'll get over it because I won I don't watch a lot of college football and the college football I do watch it seems like Notre Dame stinks they never show up to these type of games and Alabama's Alabama so um, Ohio State did look awesome against Clemson that being said, Clemson lost to Notre Dame. Obviously, it was without Trevor Lawrence that one time. So that makes me think they might not be as good as people think. Um, I think Alabama is a favorite here. Um, and until proven otherwise, Nick Saban is like the king of college football. Yeah,
0: I mean, just having yeah, Justin I mean, Fields you... uh, just light up for six touchdowns against Clemson when Clemson was favored that whole game, they 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 really you know had Trevor kind of on his heels for first half of that game which was kind of shocking to see um but i the way the way that they the way that they played though i just feel like they're offensively they're the team to beat and that's just that's just my yeah
1: the one thing i will say about clemson though they were missing their offensive coordinator and you could tell that right away after like the first like 15 20 plays of the game script the first 15 20 plays of the game script clemson looked awesome they looked like clemson and then after that their offense, and especially Trevor Lawrence or everyone, they didn't look like the same team. And I don't know if that had to do with them missing their offensive coordinator or not, but it just it sure seemed that way to me.
2: Yeah, I mean, think I mean, I I don't think I think everybody was thinking that Clemson was gonna you know it was gonna be a game when Clemson was gonna win, and obviously, the outcome came out where Ohio State and Justin Fields that team just dominated Clemson. Um, I don't think any, but uh, all bowl games, the the this this uh this New Year's Day, it was just very uh, uh nobody would have thought that Alabama would in cover, or that you know Ohio State would win that the way they did, but. Going into this national championship, I'm excited. I'm just excited about this national championship coming up because it's going to seem like it's going to be a very good uh, competitive uh, bowl game. It's not going to be like those ones where, you know, you're going to see those blowouts. I think you're going to see a very competitive, you know, good bowl game. Two of the best teams are in this championship game. So um, who's going to win? I mean... (laughs) I'm not. I'm definitely not going to bet in this game for sure. No over/unders. <laughs> no point spreads. No money bet lines because I just think it's just too close to call. Um, and I, I can't even pick right now. We'll, we'll come back to it maybe on Wednesday, but uh, I just don't. I just can't pick right now who's going to win. I just know it's going to be a competitive uh, game. Obviously, everybody knew that Notre Dame wasn't going to win. I mean, it was pretty obvious at that point. I mean, they kind of stuck around a little bit here and there, but. Um, at a certain point, it was just, you know, they were just scoring on ease, just like how the Packers would go against the Bears. But uh the one one of them uh that we didn't mention here is the uh Georgia versus Cincinnati game. That was a really good game. I would have thought that Georgia, because Georgia was scoring a lot of points, and I thought they would have covered as well, too. Um uh, obviously that was a tight game as well, too. Um, just a lot of good, but overall. Overall, there was just a lot of good football uh, bowl games going on. I really enjoyed the uh, the New Year's Day, um, regardless if I was betting or not. That you know, I was you know it was, it was just fun watching uh, college football. You know, just throughout the New Year's Day, I had nothing to do. It was just you know just watching games. So,
0: so I pulled I pulled up the line for the the championship game. Uh, Alabama is getting minus eight. So, holy shit. Yeah, jason it getting...
1: seems like you, you you're you're gonna you would take ohio state in that scenario if you're so I, bullish on them
0: i might so they they got a minus eight and then the over under is a big whopping 75
1: jesus <laughs> christ i wouldn't
2: take that
0: you wouldn't t- you wouldn't I don't take know if i would take that the the over the take the over on that
2: i wouldn't no i wouldn't take the over on that it's just with those bowl games. It's just too. That's why I didn't want to take the the over in the Alabama Notre Dame game. It, it just stuff like that. You just never know. Obviously, with Ohio State Clemson. I mean, I don't know if whoever took the over on that one.
1: I did. Um, that was the shootout you know, game that I. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I took that now. too.
2: Yeah. yeah well done but even like i just knew that notre dame wasn't like that for back to that notre dame alabama game i just knew that you know notre dame wasn't going to like score so many points it was just going to be all alabama and then the way that they were playing it just i'm just glad that I didn't take any bet off of that one other yeah. than the, the, you know for them to cover but um yeah i, I that, that would you say it was minus seven or minus eight
0: minus eight. eight like i don't think i want to touch that at all like that's giving alabama eight like that's that's risky i mean after the way you saw ohio state play 75 points like you said yeah those bowl games could be a little
1: yeah they got points, you know, like a basketball score.
0: yeah i mean you're you're expecting each team to put up 40 point like seven touchdowns i mean it's not unrealistic but i don't know if i like that 75 i might I, if i was gonna put money on that i might i might take the on just take something on the on put a little on the under um I don't even know who I would pick if I was. If I was doing money line, I'd probably throw on Ohio just because they they got a plus two forty five.
2: Well, well, wait, hold on a second, Jason. Hold on a second. We talked about this. The whole state of Ohio. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah well, fuck Ohio. No, fuck Ohio. Like, all these bets. Yeah, so Ohio. I think. That's a great- I think the, the 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 best bet here is taking Alabama here. Don't take yeah. Ohio State.
0: I, I I I don't want to get burned three weeks in a row by the state of Ohio because fuck Cleveland, fuck Cincy. you guys don't know how to cover or win or even score touchdowns. So yeah, I'm I'm staying away from any team that's in the state of Ohio. Maybe I'll take yeah, Alabama so. now and wow. minus a.
1: Yeah. That's
0: that's that's still a lot of points. While so.
1: while we're while we're still talking betting, I try to find the opening line for the saints versus bears and i can't find it yet so yeah it's probably not it'll probably come out, probably come out tomorrow yeah
0: yeah i'll be interested
2: to see what that is
1: yeah yeah especially it's... with the saints at home it'd be interesting yeah. I
2: think no,
0: bears... we'll, probably, we'll probably have some more betting you know lines come for our thursday edition with uh the bum bets and that line might shift you know between now and and thursday so we'll see about that um, so wrapping up the sports talk, you know, on this Bears backdoor playoff victory Monday, we're going to transition to our new weekly segment that we are giving our small biz shout outs. So as we mentioned before, we are trying to just bring awareness to some business, small businesses during these times to help, uh, you know, drum some revenue for them and make everyone happy. So, uh, Johnny, you want to start us off with a uh, small biz shout out?
2: uh yeah so um i have a place that i I like going to it's kind of when i first you know uh saw it or actually heard about it i thought it was a knockoff for pertillo's but the place is called Fretellos. um it's out in lakemore illinois um they have uh it's a you could drive through obviously carry uh, carry out as well too um but they got i mean everything they, they have on that menu is good they have uh really good burgers uh honestly, I, I I like their, their beef sandwiches a lot. Um, and they have all other good stuff too. Uh, I'm not a big chicken tenders person, but they have really good chicken tenders as well too. Um, but yeah, it's a, you know, they, it's, um, it's been there for a while. Um, a lot of people like going over there It was actually mentioned in Chicago's best as well too. I know I keep on, you know, mentioning as well too on these little small businesses, but, um, definitely if you're around that area i know it's a little further out because it's in the north suburbs uh but if you do live around that area uh, i highly uh, recommend to check it out um they like i said it's just fast service um and they they have everything like you would you you know would you want in a burger joint so uh but yeah it definitely if you're in that area and like more uh go ahead and check it out it's really good
1: very nice peter who you got I got someone a little closer to home. It's in, or closer to my home. It's in Justice, Illinois. It's Henry's Tacos. Jason, we've, I, I feel like I just keep mentioning places we go to lunch. Um, <laughs> Henry's Tacos is in Justice, 8420 South 88th Avenue. Um, their phone number is 708-523-3121. And they, they're doing carry out and delivery right now. Um, their tacos are really good, but what they're known for is their machetes. What a machete is, is like a, a giant quesadilla um, it's got homemade tortillas and it's a giant quesadilla and you could put it, anything you want in it any type of meat you want in it um, and they'll toss some sour cream lettuce onion cilantro um, everything the works basically and I'm not kidding you these these quesadillas these machetes they're about a foot long they're they're gigantic and it's well worth your money so um, I know me and me and my guys go there for lunch all the time so I can't recommend them enough. It's Henry's Tacos in Justice, Illinois.
0: Very nice, and I will back it up saying that they are also very good. Um, one of my my small biz shout out is one of my favorite joints in the city. And when I actually lived in the city in Wicker Park, this was a frequent spot of mine. And that is the Fifty Fifty. And if you guys are more than well aware, they prou- they have the best wings in Chicago. And I know wings, wings, best wings is subjective to everyone, but they've won awards for their wings, big, big, meaty bone in wings, homemade, you know, buffalo sauce that just to die for. So if you, uh, if you are going to be, you know, having people over for the bears playoff game next week, I highly recommend picking up a whole basket of wings from them and supporting the fifty-fifty because they actually did a lot. To help um, their the restaurant industry when they uh, when COVID and everything was shut down, they were actually giving out cooked home cooked meals to hospitality employees for free um, four days a week during during the whole spring and and I believe into the summer as well. So they they were definitely paying it forward. So you should definitely pay it forward back to them and stop in and get some of their big ass burgers and some wings from them. So fifty-fifty Division and Damon, definitely make sure you stop, stop in if you're in Wicker Park.
1: Yeah, that's one of uh, my wife's favorite places. It's She she loves chicken tenders, chicken wings, chicken. She It's, it's her favorite boneless chicken wings in the city. Um, we go there quite a bunch, and we're still in the suburbs. So just for the fact that we drive all the way down there, just for their uh, wings, should let you know how good they are. Yeah, um, we're big fan. We're big fans.
0: So that wraps up the small biz shout out. And we're going to wrap up this uh, Monday edition of the Bumcast with our weekly segment, What a Bum. And if you haven't heard before, it's just the person that we hate the most from the past week. And we're going to give him a good old fashioned rant. So, uh, Peter, why don't you start us off with your What a Bum?
1: All right. So, my What a Bum for the week, um, and it's actually through no fault of his own. My What a Bum is Vince McMahon. WWE WWF owner Vince McMahon and if you haven't heard um last Saturday December 26th uh John Huber formerly known as Luke Harper and also known as Brody Lee passed away um he was a wrestler that worked under Vince McMahon for right around seven years um he passed away tragically leaving two kids and a wife um Vince McMahon Um, on his Monday Night Raw show just showed a quick graphic saying in memory of Brody Lee or John Huber, Luke Harper, um, Tony Khan, who owns AEW, um, postponed their show for a a full week. And um, their show was going to be New Year's Smash, which is one of uh, one of their biggest shows of the year. They moved it for a full week to hold a tribute show for Brody. And I understand that, obviously, he was contracted with AEW, but he's only been there for nine months total. And what um, AEW and Tony Khan did for that family, um, I'm not lying. It's not hyperbole. It was one of the best shows, best wrestling shows I've ever seen. I laughed. I cried. Everything about that wrestling show was amazing. And I, I'm, I'm getting choked up now because I've got a... a spiral notebook full of notes saying um, everything Tony Khan did is the epitome Tony Khan's owned AEW for less than two years and he is everything Vince McMahon isn't in a good way obviously we grew up on WWE we grew up on WWF you know Hulk Hogan and Macho Man and and then Stone Cold and The Rock and for everything that's good about wrestling and WWE Vince McMahon isn't you know Obviously, yep. the the whole steroid era and his labor disputes, and um, I don't even want to get into his political ties and stuff like that. But everything that Vince McMahon is, it just seems like Tony Khan is the opposite. And just if you if you're a wrestling fan and you haven't seen that show, that AEW show is amazing. And I will say my my one last note for for Tony Khan is um, he tweeted after the show. Um, the Tom Waits song, 055, is one of uh, Brody Lee's favorite songs. And it was uh, the song they used in the final tribute. Um, Tom, Tom Waits, if you don't know, he's, a, he's got a cult fo- following. He's a singer-songwriter. But he's really specific and rarely hands his, his, his music out for like commercial use or like soundtracks or anything like that. So what Tony Khan did is bought that song old 55 in perpetuity so now he owns that song so that song could be used in any sort of tribute for Brody lee forever so like if you see it on youtube if you see it on the internet if you see it anywhere that's his song now which is unbelievable like obviously i don't see vince mcmahon doing that ever you know for anyone so so my bum of the week is Vince McMahon, only because you're not Tony Khan.
0: Amen to that, and that was a great tribute show. And um, you can you can have your wrestling take as you want on your opinion about Vince, but um, that he Tony Khan set the standard for what a tribute show should be for a wrestler, and for Vince to only show a graphic and not even do a ten bell or let anything have any of the boys in the back do something that they wanted to do was kind of shameful. Because even yeah. if he wasn't employed, uh, he he was there for uh, almost like ten years, I believe, and he had a big, l- lot of relationships with. The current a lot of current roster in WWE, so they should let he should have let at least the boys do some of their
1: own tribute if they didn't were gonna do like a video package or anything like that. The lack of ten belt salute was shocking to me. I thought for for effect, like you said, he was so close to a lot of the wrestlers that are still in WWE, and and just from the fact that if you noticed on the internet. Um, Kevin Owens and Becky Lynch and, and Bailey and a lot of people that are still tied to the WWE were thanking AEW and Tony Khan and saying how much of a, a beautiful show that tribute show was, she says everything you need to know about the the people running WWF compared or WWE compared to the AEW. Yep. Well said, Johnny, who's your what a bum. Um,
2: yeah, first of all before i continue that was uh that was very well done peter um and i you know just kind of final thoughts on that as well so yeah it was done really well um and a- another thing to add on that as well too all the t-shirts that they're selling for that there's a new Brody lee t-shirt that they're selling um also on the pro wrestling tees i believe as well too yeah. uh they're both combining any anybody who buys that shirt all those proceeds go to that Brody leaf or uh Uh, Brody lee's family so um just all around just very well done with the AEW family so um very well done peter um my bum of the week is mike mccarthy um (laughs) yes I i was into that cowboys giants game obviously that was one of my uh bum bets of the week and for whatever reason i don't know if you guys watched that cowboys giants game uh but they had a chance to uh throw the red flag off of a call that was clearly um, a catch that one of the receiver, I can't remember, uh, the Giants receivers did not catch at all. It was clear as day. And for whatever reason, Mike McCarthy, if he would have uh, challenged that, he would have won it. And the Giants would have kicked that field goal. They would have, you know, they would have been back, you know, they're, they're, um, they would have never got that 10 yards that they needed for that field goal. Um, I don't know why he didn't decide to do it. I don't know. I I don't know why it's, it's, it's just Mike McCarthy being Mike McCarthy. Um, I don't know if anybody was in his ear telling him this, not to throw it or what, but Jesus Christ, you're trying to win uh, that crappy division that you guys are in. And for whatever reason, you don't even just attempt to, you've had a crazy season as it is. Why not just throw the flag and just call it just to see if, you know, you're going to win it, which you clearly was going to win it. And it could have changed the outcome of it, which it probably would. You could, all you just needed is a field goal to win the game. I mean, the Giants were going to, we're going to pound on your score or or defensively. It was just, anybody could have won that game. And that one particular play could have changed it where the Cowboys could have won that game. So Mike McCarthy, you are my bum of the
1: week. That's a great choice. I saw this tweet and it could, it's not mine. I don't, I don't remember who it was, but it's, it's the perfect encapsulation of Mike McCarthy that this Mike McCarthy season with the Cowboys should go on Aaron Rodgers's resume just to prove that how good Aaron Rodgers is. Cause he's been winning in spite of Mike McCarthy for years. That guy is not a good coach and he did less with more Packers teams The Packers should have more than one Super Bowl at this time right now. The fact that Aaron Rodgers only has one Super Bowl isn't no fault of Aaron Rodgers. He's been an MVP for a while. Mike McCarthy is a terrible head coach, and I just laugh every time I see Cowboys fans now because they deserve Mike McCarthy. I hate Cowboys fans so much. They (laughs) deserve the misery they're in and this bum of a coach because, Johnny, you're right. That guy is a bum. Bum.
0: All right. So I'm going to wrap it up here. My uh, what a bum and I'm I'm going to pull, I'm going to go completely off the rails with this one is Cindy Lauper and everyone associated with (laughs) New Year, New Year's Eve (laughs) shows with Times Square. That was a, I was for the first time this New Year's Eve stuck at home. There was, I usually go out for, for parties, you know, but Me and my girlfriend were stuck at home and forced to watch the dredge that was these ABC and NBC shows. And then whoever decided that Cyndi Lauper should be singing on live television needs to be fired immediately because they didn't do a sound check or something. That was so painful. Everyone else and that entire fucking three hours, whatever they had, was lip singing. Every performance was, was lip singing, except for Cyndi Lauper who just busted everyone's eardrums up. So, I mean, I don't even know how you could say people were performing, quote unquote, when everyone wasn't even really singing. They were just doing their little dance moves and getting paid to, you know, lip sync over their over their own songs. Like, my God, like the people should be embarrassing themselves for putting on a show. Like Dick Clark is rolling in his grave after seeing
1: all that shit. So I'm glad you mentioned this because we had a text con- text conversation about this on New Year's. Because I saw you t- you were tweeting more about New Year's Eve than the Bears game. Like it was <laughs> like you were getting so it was like, worked not up. It was you're getting so worked up about Dick Clark's Rock and Roll Eve or whatever, and and it just shows one. I said it just shows how old you are because you're watching Dick Clark's Rock and Roll Eve even though Dick Clark's been dead for how many yeah. years now. <laughs> and then two, I was like. I, I didn't. I didn't text you until after. I should have texted you. I don't know why you were watching that NBC ABC stuff when Andy Cohen and Anderson Cooper were getting like blitzed and and drunk live on TV. You should have been watching that. That was awesome. I,
0: I, I didn't realize that was a thing until, you know, a, after I saw like uh, the tweets. You know, like the people on Twitter were talking like the clips of, you know, uh, uh, Cooper doing shots and everything and cringing and. You know, uh, I'm talking Andy, about acid, Andy, yeah, Andy Cohen like chewing out de Blasio, and yeah, like, and they were, I, I thought they, they were asking, gonna be
1: Snoop, yeah, I They're didn't, I didn't know that there was like, a, stuff.
0: I didn't know there was an actual like New Year's Eve show. Like I said, I'm never home on New Year's Eve, I'm always, you know, out, so like, I, I was like, what are they gonna be talking about, like, news and recap or having some boring, like your journalists like new year's eve and now i then i saw the highlights of them asking soup dog where he got high at and i'm just like oh, yeah, fuck. Exactly. i should have i should have watched this thing all the whole time and instead mm-hmm. of that dredge that was just that i i can't even i need to burn that on my that's, memory because that was that's
1: what you get for watching network tv nothing nothing good yeah. comes from that no TV.
0: no and hopefully next year i'll be able to go back to, to good old-fashioned new year's eve parties and won't even know what's on tv so but we god that it. That, that, that was the first time I think I've been home since I first since I turned twenty-one where I we didn't have like a party or gone to a whole I mean the hotel days hotel day parties are over, but you know, at least going to like some like a friend's house or something and you know, drinking until three in the morning.
1: Those I mean, that, good for you for good for you for being responsible. Bad for you for watching channel five.
0: Bad for bad for me for giving giving myself nightmares. All right, guys. So that's my what a bum, and we're going to wrap up this um, Monday edition of the Bumcast. Once again, I want to apologize to Cousin Javi. If we did not get him on the podcast for his bear's take today, we'll try next week. But we want to thank you guys for listening, and make sure you subscribe to us on all social channels, as well as our new brand new Instagram and TikTok pages. We had, so, we had yeah. a nice little uh, video clip that got... Cool. What was the last count there, Peter? Over 10,000? It was,
1: yeah, it was over 10,000 views. Um, we're on TikTok at Shy Sports Bums. It seems to be popping off quite regularly, as the kids say. And I'm 30 something years old. It took me a while to get used to it, but it's been uh, pretty good so far. So if you follow us um, on Twitter, Instagram, and now TikTok at Shy Sports Bums, and I will say, follow us as a collective as well. You can follow Johnny at Windy City Rebel on Twitter. And you can follow me at Peter Fonseca on Twitter. And and we're all kind of tied in together. You, you can find our, our um, at all of our information on Instagram and TikTok and stuff like that. But yeah, um, if you can, just give us a like, give us a follow, give us a share. Um, we greatly appreciate it. Awesome. So thanks for guys listening. We'll be back on Thursday and have a good night. Go Bears. Good night, Javi. Bye,
2: Javi.